Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Hi, everybody. Welcome <laughs> back to another episode of Mutants, Layers, and Jedi. Oh, my. Oh, my. So, oh my. what are we talking about this week? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about Child's Play. Child's Play. I'm excited. Me too. Talk about this movie because mm-hmm. it is crazy. It's, <laughs> it's to use one of your terms. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. <laughs> it's bonkers. I um I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Okay, this is a movie I saw probably. You know, what, as a teenager. Now that I think about it. I knew about it growing up because it's such a huge part of our pop culture, Chucky. But it was one that, to be perfectly honest with you, it wasn't one on my radar as far as, I need to see this, ah! But as is the story with a lot of the movies I see for the first time, it was airing on TV, and I figured, okay, I need to be a part of the culture, I need to be knowledgeable, I'm going to watch it. That's the first time I watched it as a teenager, and it's, yeah. (laughs) So what about you? What about your first time seeing it? trying to remember but i think i knew about chucky the character right. before i knew about the movie being called child called child's play so i was like looking for the movie chucky me too and then realizing that it's child's play it's, and i was like oh the exact same thing happened to me <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> it is it's crazy but halloween and Friday the 13th. You know, all these movies, Nightmare on Elm Street, don't have the villain in it. But it, Chucky is just... Chucky. Chucky. Like, yeah. Like, see so much with what the movie movies are. And so him not being in the title is so weird to me, almost. Mm-hmm. But um, I really like the title, actually, Child's Play. Yeah. It's so perfect for what this thing is. <laughs> <laughs> so general question. Yes. When you saw it the first time, did you like it? And do you think, seeing it again, do you think it holds up? The first time I saw it, I mean, I enjoyed it just by merit of enjoying horror movies. I definitely thought, this is freaking ridiculous. But I totally liked it. A lot of horror movies are ridiculous with their concepts, obviously. But this one, it's freaking doll. I mean, dolls are scary, don't get me wrong, but it's a a doll. The very first one I watched for the first time again, actually a couple of months ago, it had been years. I'd seen a lot of the sequels, don't get me wrong, but as far as the first one, it had been a while. And I watched it again and thought, okay, in some ways, this totally holds up. But in other ways, I just started laughing because, oh my gosh, this is so 1980s. This is amazing. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Wait, how about yourself? I um, I think... Seeing it originally, I tried... I mean, you, it's hard to escape the fact that you're like, okay, but why don't you just kick the doll? Like, what's no, happening? totally. It, when we break down the movie, we'll go into some scenes further where I thought the exact same thing, just just kick the like, doll. It's a, it's a doll, just, you guys. Can we all calm down at the doll? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody always has to trip over something. Because they have to get them at like the same eye level. Anyway... Um, <laughs> It's what it is. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it ages fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You know, I think that, I think it almost instantly knows what it is. Exactly. I don't think there's 
there's no false aspirations of being like, this is a really deep movie about a doll that comes to life and kills all bunch of people. And you know what? That's why it works. And I think that's why it has remained popular up until this day, because even from that very first movie, exactly. It knows exactly what it is. It knows its own absurdity. It embraces the absurdity, especially with each sequel. And it has fun with it. It's a funny movie. And purposely so. Exactly. Like, they're like, oh no, Chucky is going to be absolutely disgusting. Like, he's going to be the worst. Yeah. And it's going to be coming out of this doll, and you're just going to be like, what the fuck is this? And it's kind of crazy. Exactly. And that part I like. I exactly. like, like that juxtaposition of weirdness that's just like, what am I watching? Exactly. Crazy. Where does Chucky, for you, rank in horror villains? I guess the big ones are Mike Myers, Jason, Freddy. But I guess the scream, the scream, clown, scream. Fa- what's he called? Ghost face. Ghost, ghost, ghost face. face. Yes, yes, yes. I think, honestly, for me, and I don't mean this in a mean way, he's not one of my top horror villains. And I want to make it clear, I don't mean this in a mean or derogatory way. It's just because my go-tos are Freddy, a lot of the classic universal horror, which I know I this is like the thousandth time I brought this up on the podcast, like the old school Dracula <laughs> and Mummy and all that. Those are my top ones. So I would say Chuck is probably in the top 10 or 15, I guess. Like, he's still one that I totally like, but he's not, to be frank, one of my go-tos as far as horror is concerned. I think I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I think, you know, he's, like, really entertaining to watch. He's not, it's not, they're not scary movies. They're just not scary movies. <laughs> so, because, like, it's so absurd that it's, like, this is so ridiculous, guys. This is not scary. We'll talk about the, I mean, we'll talk about all of it because it's just, like, some of it I was just, like, What's happening? What is this? Why is everyone so scared? What's going on? But <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And you had to just kind of like let like some suspension of disbelief and like let some of it go and just be like, oh, they're really weirded out because it's a live doll. A hundred percent. And I say this in comparison to a Freddy Krueger movie that involves dreams. I think this is the one that involves the most suspension of disbelief. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it's a real-life, walking, talking, murderous doll with this adorable slash kind of creepy little face. It's like, oh, <laughs> you're so cute, but huh. so homicidal. What's this? <laughs> and then there's, like, magic involved. We'll talk about it. Yes. But problematic magic. We'll call it pro- problematic Problematic magic, magic absolutely. Uh, problem magic. Problematic. 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 It's problematic. I had one more question before we start diving in really into mm-hmm. the story and like talking the beats and all that good stuff that we normally do. I had a question because I was like unclear as far as okay, so Charlie Lee Ray is like the bad guy, yes, of the story. Correct. Right? He's Chucky. You owned. I don't think anybody knows this. I mean, necessarily, but is Chucky like a murderer before he's put into the doll? Yes. In the opening scene, we have Chris Sarandon's character chasing him because he is. I forget the exact term they use, but. He's a strangler. Like, he is a serial strangler. So, he is a serial murderer. So, he starts off being psychopath. Right. Not not a nice person. Not right. a nice guy. So, yeah, he does start off already as a homicidal cray-cray. And then he puts himself into the doll. And then I guess we'll talk about Eddie more. But I just was like, who's that? And oh, um, why does he have a... They super gloss over it. Eddie is his partner. Because it was inspired by the Hillside Stranglers. And so he uh, and Eddie okay, together asked because I was like very familiar. These, cr- these exactly. They were partners murdering okay. people together. The opening scene is Chris Sarandon being like, I got you and being like, oh, you think you do? And then chaos and hilarity ensues. 
Yeah, we'll cover that. <laughs> no, but it's very true. And then I was like shocked to see Chris Sarandon because I completely forgot he was in this. And you want to know the funny thing? A little bit of trivia for y'all. The man who directed 1985 Fright Night directed this movie. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive in. Okay. So right away, it starts right away with our baddie, Charlie, running away from the prince from Princess Bride. Prince Humperdinck. I forgot his name. I forgot his name right off the bat. I was like, who? What? You can just say Prince Humperdinck. Everyone's going to know who we're talking about. Exactly. I almost did write that. I was prin- I wrote down Prince Hum, crossed it out, and said <laughs> Chris Sarandon. That's his name. <laughs> that guy. That dude, you know. Yeah, you know. Oh, okay. So this is a weird... It's like right away, there's this part where Charlie hides behind a pole from a police car that would have clearly had seen him. Guys, oh, this no. isn't worth a reshoot. We no, get the I, police car farther away. I that was happening. I literally rewatched this movie today right before recording this, and I never noticed that specific <laughs> part before. And I thought, dude, he was right there. Like they, they would have so close. They would have seen like, him. Ac- would have almost accidentally swiped him if they like. <laughs> right, <laughs> if he yeah. hadn't gotten behind that pole first. Yeah. I was like, either the the cops are blind. They have. They're like farsighted they didn't see him you know like i was like what's going on what's happening yeah. anyway yeah okay so then we're like he runs into a toy store prince humperdinck is right i said chris humperdinck just combining things. i like chris humperdinck uh, <laughs> chris humperdinck prince sarandon yeah is right on his tail yeah yeah and oh so then he shoots charles Charles tries to get away, but Chris Sarandon is following him. And then Ray swears vengeance when he realizes, like, he's dying. Mm-hmm. He's, like, bleeding out. And then he, like, topples into a bunch of oh, good guy good guy yeah, dolls. good guy dolls, yeah. And realizes that he can, like, he's, like, has to find someone to put his soul into. So here's a question I had. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if he has the capability of putting his soul into anybody, mm-hmm. right, can he put his soul into Chris Sarandon? I don't know. Because maybe the doll was right there. He figured I could die literally at any second. So, oh, a doll. Yes, this makes so much sense. I am a super smart serial murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he has to make physical contact. That's probably it. it. Um, so he chants and his, he like puts his soul into the doll and he's screaming and lightning strikes the toy store and sends everything flying, including Chris Sarandon. And then Charles appears dead, but is in the doll. This is really the only time we see him, I think, in any, most of the movies. Chucky, in person and the voice of, is played by Brad Dourif, who, if you're like me, you know him mostly as playing Wormtongue in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So being introduced to him as that character from LOTR, and then seeing him in the 80s being really pretty... With, with this with this hair, it was a little... I, I had confused feelings, and it was strange. And I was like, oh, you were pretty. I think you're alone on that one. Sorry. <laughs> he was really pretty. <laughs> he, looked, he looked gross. <laughs> he looked, so Giselle texts me and goes, I watched this movie, and I was having feelings about Brad Dur- Dourif. Right? His name? Brad? Yes. Brad? And I was like, oh, cute. Okay, can't wait. You know, stunning. Whatever. I was like, I'll watch it. It's going to be great. At least I'll have somebody to look at. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Giselle, what's happening? What are you talking about? This explains everything about you. I know. It's like, oh, we're going to have to have a talk. We're going to have to have a conversation about Brad Dourif. Um, But he's he's great. No, he's great. He's, and also, he's he's great. Oh, no, he is great. And also, he's one of those character actors where he's literally been in 
everything. I would be shocked if a human being in their entire life hasn't seen something with him in it. Oh, he's been around the block. Yeah. And he's great. I mean, he's great in everything. It's just like, we're going to disagree on that aesthetic. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> We then open on Andy watching Good Guy. So Andy is like this little boy. Uh, he's like this little boy. He's mm-hmm. not actually just a little boy. Anyway, yeah. um, and he's watching Good Guys by himself, and then he's like making the most disgusting breakfast I've ever seen. He like burns toast and like pours like cereal into a bowl oh, yeah. and it's, then milk and then sugar. And I was like, what's happening? It's a classic little kid trying to make breakfast breakfast. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, and then he puts like that slab of butter. Like literally like, a third a third of the tub of the butter goes onto the burned toast. Oh, it was gross. It made me want to puke. Anyway. Um, so then okay, so then Andy is bringing the breakfast to his mom, Karen, um, who's who's the mom from Seventh Heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Not a big deal. She's she's actually fine in this. I like her. And then, okay, so Andy opens... Okay, so it's Andy's birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay, we need to talk about Andy. Um, okay. <laughs> I feel like we're in that movie, like, we need to talk about Kevin. I'm like, we need to talk about Andy. Mm-hmm. We just okay. need to have a conversation about Andy okay. right now. Andy is a bad kid actor. Oh. And <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I felt bad. And I was like, I don't know if, like... He's just terrible. Every delivery is like this weird, stilted, wooden. I was like, are you trying to sound bored by every situation? He's like, I'm opening a box. Uh. And then like, okay, so she gives him clothes and his reaction to getting clothes is perfect because like non-reaction, like he's like, this shit, what the fuck are you doing? That's the best act. <laughs> no, I was like the best say, acting especially because the mom says oh these old clothes should work like dude he's six he's not going to know say that they're new sorry that was my reaction to it <laughs> like i know i know times are tough for you I, i'm not judging at all but don't tell your kid they're old clothes i am i'm judging he's <laughs> like oh you'll grow into buy 16 jeans great i was like what's this what is this what is this <laughs> She also gives them to him in, like, the most big, misleading box, and they're, like, a pair of jeans and, like, a shirt. I'm like, what is... Everything this mom does is terrible. Anyway. Um. <laughs> um, also, I would... I think this is the perfect time, then, to make a point that we've discussed this uh, off-air, how we unintentionally have a sub-series, I think, with the certain themes of movies and what have you, which is the Bad Mothers of Horror. And this is another addition yeah. to the Bad Mothers of Horror Led by James. Yeah. James, please. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I mean, it'll come up more frequently later. We'll talk about it. There are moments in this movie where I'm like, what are you doing as a mom to a child? Okay, so there's this part. I don't want to skip too far ahead. Okay, all right. So just, everyone will get there, but just so you know, you're welcome. This is a continuation <laughs> of the The rant is coming. <laughs> I was like... What are you doing? You suck at everything. You're a horrible mom. I hate you. And then she kind of redeems herself later. She gets a little better. Yeah. She does get better. She does. She does get better. She does. Um, so in this scene, she does. she does the accidental thing that some moms have done where she mispresents a gift. Even if you're six, though, you don't care. You don't want a pair of jeans and a shirt in a big box that looks like a toy. It looks like a fucking toy. I was yeah. like, you suck. This sucks. Bucket wrapping. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, can you give me socks and only socks? That would be great. Thanks. Thank you. Um, now I'm like, 
Yeah. Now all I want is socks. All I want is socks. Um, Andy's mom didn't have time. Oh, so she didn't have time to get the good guy doll. And then basically that's the end of that scene. So then we cut to Andy's mom and her friend at work who I really like. Maggie. Maggie. Maggie's fucking great. Dude, I freaking love Maggie. And it makes me sad every time I watch it again because, God damn it, you're the only smart person in this movie. I know. Maggie's so cool. She has a perm. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Fabulous 80s perm. She's got attitude. No fucks to give. Which means, of course, she's going to die. She's too likable to live. Oh, absolutely. And Maggie is played by, like, Dina Manoff, who I guess I kind of remember from Grease and, like, basically Grease. She, like, played, like... One of the other pink ladies, not soccer, oh. not soccer chant, obviously. obviously, but she was one of the other. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She's cool. great. So, and then, um, she's like, kind of like the one that's like a little, like I'm doing all these motions. You can't see me. They're very cute. Everyone. Me. Anyway. You can't see a lot them, of, but yeah, they're super cute. Great. She had great hair in Greece. She had like the blonde feathered. I'm not describing it. Well, <laughs> dude, you know, anyway, <laughs> it's fun. So then we cut to Andy's mom at work and her friend Maggie, who tells her about a peddler with a discount good guy doll in the alleyway, which, okay, first of all, peddler, what's happening? (laughs) What year is this? What are we talking about? Okay, this for me, because I know this is more your thing, but this is for me when I just went, hey-o. Okay, who the (laughs) fuck buys a doll from a peddler? Interesting. Peddler? Question mark. From a peddler in the back alley. No. Obviously, I know all of these things have to happen in order for this movie to take place. But we're having fun. We're nitpicking. Don't take it away from us. But who the f- <laughs> don't, who- get <laughs> don't get it twisted. But it's like, <laughs> honey, no, no. What are you doing? Yeah. You're at work. And this is part like partly like her ma, like her friend, like being a bad, bad quote unquote influence. And she's like, well, don't you want a doll or or you know like whatever for Andy's birthday instead of. I don't know, 75 cent jeans. Honestly, I'm sorry. Get a Ninja Turtle. What is happening? So, and then <laughs> going on. So then like they're wheeling and dealing with the peddler. I could not get over the fact that they called him a peddler. I was like, he's a hobo with a shopping cart. It's 1988. Come on, you guys. Peddler. I can't. Anyway, Maggie is Karen's friend and she, oh, um, oh so there's this part where like, the peddler after they bought the toy from him for $30 or whatever he's like walking away and she's like fuck you and he's like fuck you and she's like I think I dated him yeah <laughs> like that's why yeah. that's the one got me I was like yeah Maggie's like my I think she's my like my MVP and she's only in like 20 minutes of this movie oh dude I don't even think it's 20 I know it's so sad I was like yeah, I don't think she made it through the first full first act no. I was like oh Oh no. Okay, so Maggie, like Karen's shit boss comes to her and says that she has to work that night, and Maggie's like, that's cool, I'll stay with Andy, blah, blah, blah. Great. But before that, Karen can go and pick him up and then come back to work. As you do in retail, you just take two hours off and then come back. Yeah, I've totally anyway. had bosses that have been okay with that. Yet again, I know this is all in the service of the story, but it's like, what? No. Your shift, your shift doesn't go from nine to five and then two hours off from five to seven and then you come back from seven to closing well it was 1988 and you know (laughs) i know we made that comment earlier about this movie not getting that deep but perchance perchance if i may say so (laughs) is this not a commentary on consumerism and labor laws of the 1980s you know i mean think also reminded me of like 
that tickle me Elmo craze that went on. Well, that's what like I mean. Think about it. Advertising towards children. That's why Andy has ennui about not having his good guy doll that the mom now has to get. And now the mom is put through all this torture, having to go to the level of having to buy a, what was clearly a stolen doll from a peddler. <laughs> a, having to bargain with a peddler for this stolen doll so that her son... Peddle. You know what? I, I have to say, I may have to retract what I said. I think this is a very deep movie. Now that I think about it. I, I think this is the only review you'll ever hear a child play with the word and we in it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying. Thanks. And we. <laughs> uh, okay, so, oh, okay. So then Karen has a big box that she's wrapped in this big brown paper. And she goes, okay. So she goes to Andy. This is in groceries. Okay, Karen, he's six. He's not a fucking dumbass. This woman is said- the worst. I'm sorry. I know I'm nitpicking like the smallest things will get to the big ones. But I was like, what is this? What are you talking about? Part of what makes it so fun is that the actress who plays her is so good. Like you can see all the conviction. She is selling every one of these lines. She's doing her very best. She's doing her seventh heaven best. But yeah. No. I said, come on, Andy, get it together. How could you not know that wasn't a big... What's at a grocery store? Okay, so when you go into the grocery store, do you go in and you're like, I want that box of cereal, but I want all 17 boxes of cereals wrapped together in a bring brown box. <clears throat> Can you wrap that up for me? Great, I'll have it to go. What are you talking about? What is this? Anyway, I can't. Um, <laughs> totally annoyed me. I, I don't know why. I, I just was like, what is this? Welcome anyway, to our it. review of Child's Play, a horror movie. Now, what is... <laughs> Welcome, everyone. I hope you're enjoying yourselves. We certainly are. We're 20 minutes in, and I'm like, there's a big brown box! It's the second brown box we've seen! What is this woman doing? <laughs> I hate her! So, if I may, what is in the brown box? James? Gems? So, in a jobs, in the big brown box is... Chucky! So Andy opens it up and he's like doing his best to be happy, which, okay. So again, with the <laughs> kid actors, terrible. So she's like, show me how it works. And he's like, hi, I'm Andy. Wanna play? Whatever the fuck he says. And then Chucky's like, you're a weirdo. Um, no, he says, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Or whatever the fuck Chucky says. But mm-hmm. he's like, Andy's so dead inside that I'm like, just stab him. It's fine. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, okay, so he's all happy, sort of, you know, with his lack of expression. And then Chucky turns it when news comes on about Eddie, the guy who left behind when he was being chased by the cops in the beginning. So Chucky whispers to Andy, and Andy tells Maggie that Chucky wants to watch the 9 o'clock news, and Maggie picks up Andy and Chucky for bed. Oh, the scene changed. Karen's gone back to work, and Maggie is now Right, to finish her unlawful double, double shift, essentially. I can't. Yeah. Anyway. And um, so, yeah. So Maggie volunteered because she's awesome to babysit little Andy. It's like you, 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 if you've never seen before, you know, she's going to die because she's so cool. She has no fucks to give. She says, Andy, go to bed. No, you're, yeah. you and your doll are not watching the news. Go to bed right now. But I don't want to. No, you're going to bed right yeah. now. Yeah. It's like, oh, and Andy's all like really well behaved. And then, so like, she like picks him up and they like head off to bed mm-hmm. and Maggie's like, brush her teeth or whatever. And then, then the TV comes on all by itself, and Mac freaks out. She's scared. 
oh, she sees, like, Chucky is, like, back in the living room on the seat watching the news, quote-unquote watching the news. Mm -hmm. And so she, like, picks him up. She's like, what is Chucky doing in here? And he's like, she's all blaming Andy, and Andy's confused and insists he didn't do it in, like, the best way that he possibly can, which is deadpan and weird. (laughs) And then Maggie... Maggie says goodnight. I swear to God, this kid pissed me off. I'm sorry, you guys. The thing is, the kid actually didn't bother me. But I mean, please, I don't want to hold back. Oh, God, I'm getting such a look of judgment right now. (laughs) No, not at all. It's just like, yo, different strokes. But I was just like, what is this? Why are you so I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying your actions right now, so please continue Thank you. Okay. So then, Maggie- <laughs> so then we cut to like a little later on in the night, and Maggie's in the living room reading and watching TV. The door to Andy's room opens, and it's a POV from like it's Chucky, guys. It's yeah. Ch- Chucky's a do- he's alive. He's a doll. Okay. Yeah. So he's running into the living room area, and Maggie is spooked, but thinks she's hearing things. But he moves a chair, and she gets up, thinking it's Andy. And she sees Andy's door is open. She walks down the hall and sees a chair by the by the front door the entranceway and she locks the door but something bangs in the kitchen she walks in and turns the light on and sees that a container of flour has fallen on the floor yeah so then the phone rings and it's karen and maggie's like laughing at herself because she's like freaked herself out and she's like ha, i just had a spooky night Karen's like are you sure you're fine maggie's like yeah i'm blah blah, blah. everybody's fine chucky's great he's gonna kill me with a bat it's fine yeah yeah it's um, great. not a bat you're welcome for babysitting for you <laughs> yeah yes and then Maggie hangs up, and we see a hammer being picked up. It's like one of those little toy hammers yeah. things. And then Maggie goes to sweep up the, the flower, but hears a noise again, and it's nothing. She turns, and a hammer hits her in the face, and she falls out the window, landing on a car. <laughs> this is a lot. Okay. <laughs> Watching this again, I fucking cracked up at that death because, whoa, this escalated quickly. And this is why I love this movie. It's like, yeah, we know. Fuck it. It's the doll, <laughs> and I don't know where. I think she was like not even close to the window. She's maybe mm. a good six no, feet. She's a good six feet, like a human being, distance from the window, and the, the, the pure force, the the magical force of this hammer coming from the magic doll propelled her all the way, and not just oh, I fell out the window. Like she was like thrown out the window, and, I, and just I, I cracked. He's up. like. She, like, took, like, a running jump, but backwards. Yeah. <laughs> She's, like, running backwards to the window. Yeah. And throws herself out the window and then slams on the car. Yeah. Like, oh. It was amazing. It, it was, was ridiculous. I love it. Ugh. It was so good. Yeah. So Maggie's fine. Um, <laughs> no, Maggie's dead. Yeah. She's the really dead. MVP of the movie died about a good 10 minutes in. I know. I was, like, wickedly upset. Poor Maggie. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. So Karen arrives home and she sees the cops and she's like freaking out. She's like runs upstairs to her apartment and it's covered with police. Okay. And then she just enters this crime scene mm-hmm. and not a single cop tells her to stop or asks her who she is. Yeah. Uh, there or, was, there was one that said, ma'am. And she just says, I live here. Is that easy? <laughs> and no one's like, you know, your son is fine. He's in there. Like right. nothing, <clears throat> nothing. Right. Nothing's going on. I have a lot it's, of questions concerning the police force in this city. They're the worst. Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, they're really, really bad. It's kind of embarrassing. Oh, boy. I know. So in this scene, 
She sees Prince Humperdinck. He's asking her questions. Yeah, your friend's dead. Sorry. So we notice these little footprints in the flower. And of course, he immediately suspects her son. Even of course. Though, yes, logically, in a way, because the son was there and because of the footprints, I could understand that. But still, the woman was shoved. She didn't fall. She was shoved through a window. And he's, what, five, six years old? Even with the yeah. footprints. Really, Prince Humperdinck? He got, she got hit in the face with a hammer. So I guess they're thinking he was up on the counter and hit her in the face with a hammer. See, see, even the quote unquote real world explanation for this in the movie doesn't make sense, which I, yet again, which is why I absolutely love it. And another thing I love, Prince Humperdinck, we are not going to use his real name because screw that. That's no fun. He's, you know, he does that whole suspicious thing. Oh, let me see your shoes. Hmm. That's like the shoes in the flower. And if seventh heaven mom's like, get the fuck out of here. We're fine. Go away. Here's what I love. Her house is a, a crime scene. Yes. And they're allowed to stay with, with the yeah. bro- broken window. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I noticed you, you noticed yeah. that too. It's not just me. Okay. And, the, all the, and she was like, you all need to leave now. She kicked the cops out of it. Because that's how it works. Scene. I mean, I was confused by the whole thing. Oh, and I was also confused by the fact that, okay, so her son comes into the room. So this is where the rant begins about the moms, you guys. Everyone, I hope you have a mimosa next to you. This is going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Okay, so this part where her son comes in and is, like, asking on behalf of Chucky what's going on. Obviously, he's confused. Obviously, he's, like, upset that his aunt Maggie, which he called, he called her his his aunt, mm-hmm. has fallen out of the window and died. His mom says, his mom says, his mom says, you need to go back to your room and go to bed. I'm talking to the cops. <laughs> I lost my fucking mind. <laughs> I was like, your son is six years old and it's his birthday and his aunt Maggie just fell out of fucking window. That's right. I forgot it was even his birthday. Like, and you're like, oh, sweetie, honey, bunches of oats. Go back to bed with Chucky. I almost, I almost, I, I almost, I don't know what the fuck I almost did. I, I think, lost my mind. I, I think James, he glitched for a second just now. He kind of glitched. <laughs> like his, he, he just cannot handle the level of abandonment here. I mean, what a terrible mom. Now, I must ask you a question. So far, of all of the mothers we have encountered in these stories, would you say this one might be the worst? She has moments of being the worst, but she also has kind of like a redemption arc where she gets better-ish. Okay. We'll I, talk I on, about it. I only we'll- ask because the level of passion in this rant right now is unparalleled, and so that's why <laughs> I felt compelled to ask. I mean... What the fuck, though? If your son had been a semi-witness of his aunt, let's call her his aunt, dying, like being, being murdered, thrown out a fucking window, murdered. and landing on a car on his birthday, and you told him to go back to bed by himself? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. No. Here, mm-mm. <laughs> nope. You're a bad mom. You're a bad fucking mom. You're terrible. It was almost irredeemable i was so angry i was like ew yeah you suck you are the worst of the worst and no you know what she is she's terrible this all is right terrible. i had a feeling but, okay <laughs> but then karen gets it together she like has a 180 she has like a moment of being like terrible and then she's like hold on wait a minute i'm a human this is my son right give me yeah. a second yeah oh right 
I should probably check in with myself and like take care of my child. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, so, okay. So she's like tucking him in, com- comforting Andy and like tucking him in and like making sure he's okay and everything. And then she leaves him to like get rid of the cops or whatever. And then Andy sees flower on Chucky's shoes and Andy runs into the hall to say he knows who was on the, the counter. And they're like, who, who, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, it was Chucky. They're both like, Mike, who's the cop, who's Prince Humperdinck. Chris Rand insists that Karen has to call him, and she's like, great, great, I will, bye-bye, see you later. And then throws him out, yeah. basically. And then, so, like, Mike tells the other cop to, like, run autop, like, get him the autopsy report, and get info on Karen and her son, and run DNA on to- the toy hammer or whatever. Also, like, not to spoil anything, but the cop comes back with, like, absolutely nothing on Karen and their son, and that investigation quote-unquote doesn't go anywhere i thought maybe there'd be something like in her history that would be interesting or crunchy but okay yeah you know what i mean like i was like totally forgot i mean i kind of know i kind of knew that like nothing was going to come of it because that's not really the point of the movie right but anyway so then okay so karen's like going to head to bed or whatever while her son's traumatized and Mm -hmm. the world is ending right yeah 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 great gotta do what you gotta do yeah but she hears Andy talking to Chucky and she goes to his room and Karen asks him what Chucky is saying. And Andy says his real name's Charles Lee Ray. and He was sent from heaven by Andy's dad to play with him. He then says that Chucky has said, <laughs> okay, this cracked me up a little bit. This is great. Yes. He says that, he then says that Chucky has said that that he's a real bitch. <laughs> Got what she deserves. <laughs> And that's what I like about these movies is they just embrace that. And especially coming out of the mouth of this little boy. I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. In the context of this movie, obviously. <laughs> no, it's awesome. It is awesome. It it's was awesome. fucking messed up and awesome. It's messed up <laughs> it's like, oh, awesome. At this point, even when he's whispering little things to the little boy, he's like, nah, I'm not holding back. It's perfect. I love it. I think your dad said anyway. So Karen is shocked and freaked out, of course. And he's, like, insisting that Chucky's alive. And then, like, his mom is like, not true. He's not alive. He's not alive, Andy. Or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, he's not alive. Like, stop. Yeah. He's like, all right. And then Andy's like, okay, I'll stop making up stories. And then Karen hears through the door that Chuck, like, he, like she, like, puts him to bed and, like, everything like that. She hears through the door that he, that Andy is telling Chucky that he was right, that she wouldn't believe him. And then she goes to bed. And then she goes to bed. (laughs) This mom, though, I don't... I just... I can't. (laughs) I wish so much that everyone could see your face right now. (laughs) I'm shocked. The shock. I'm appalled. It's disgusting. (laughs) Who wrote this? (laughs) Who wrote this? Who wrote this? (laughs) Don Mancini. Don Mancini. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, we're good. I need to. I'm sorry. Not to put you all on blast, but Don Mancini, John Lathia, and Tom Holland. Yes. Three dudes wrote this movie. They did. Three straight fucking dudes wrote it. I will tell you that I could told you that without looking any of that up. (laughs) Great. (laughs) It's what it is, what it is. I mean, I get that we have to keep the story moving, but like a mom would not do this. This is horrible. No, it's pretty. Anyway, okay, so. It's a, oh, and then the next day, <laughs> she takes. <laughs> and then. And then the next day, then the next day, she decides she 
she decide this bitch decides that she is going to bring her son to school with the doll that's been whispering to him that he is Charles Lee Ray was sent from his dad and that he killed yes. Maggie because she's a bitch and deserves to die. Yes. Poor choices. This bitch. Anyway. So, so what? Mo- his mom just like drops him off at the door. He enters the door with the doll. Right. She goes, okay, bye. And she leaves. And right. then Andy, I don't know, two seconds later, steps back out of the door with Chucky and leaves the school. See, now this is the part where I reacted a bit because I thought, who the hell was running this school that they let the six-year-old Dang. leave by, by himself? Like, what establishment was this? What is wrong with the infrastructure of this city? The police suck? The school administrators or the, the, the teachers at this school suck? What is this terrible city? I mean, I think the fact that they have a strangler at this point is the least offensive thing going on. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then, and <laughs> hops on a train with Chucky and is whispering to him during the trip. And no and one gets on the train. And no one on this train, by the way, sees the little boy by himself and decides to alert any authority at the bus at the, the train stops. Like, hey. although I have to say, riding the subway in New York City, if this it seemed very metropolitan. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> no one wants okay. to get involved. Okay, so see, I'm in SoCal, and we do have public transportation, but not at the level of some a place like New York. Yeah. Okay. So I was just like, I buy it. Okay, I, okay. I, I love how that's the one you buy, but that's the one where I thought, did nobody notice the child by themselves? I would have been like, um, little boy, are we lost? Are, are you okay? Are you, are you okay? But like, young. Yeah. Okay, so little Andy by himself on this subway with his little good guy doll with him is and going. whispering to him. Yeah. Trip. They're going with the instructions from Chucky to where... Eddie Caputo lives. He gets off the train, and of course, they walk through what is clearly not a good area, quote unquote, to get to Eddie's place. Yet again, no, no one's going to call the authorities about the little boy walking by him. No, no. Okay, okay. This I never want to live in this city. Clearly, I would rather get attacked <laughs> by Chucky because just the police are clearly dropping the ball right and left. Nobody gives a shit. What is this terrible dystopia? So they get to. <laughs> They get to Eddie's place. Andy needs to wait outside, and then Chucky's like, all right, time to take down Eddie. And this is something I think as far as horror, how these movies hold up is doing those POV shots because we don't see Chucky actually running around a lot, which I think is clever. A lot of it is from his perspective, so low to the ground, quickly going up things, which does add a sense of what the fuck's going on. So that, I think, is something successful with this movie and its storytelling. So... Eddie wakes up, he hears, like, a noise downstairs, and, like, Chucky's, like, turning on the stove and, like, setting a whole trap or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck he's doing. Yeah. And then, so Eddie's, like, freaks out and, like, shoots the gun at some point. And then Andy runs towards the gunfire. Honey, no. Bitch, stop. You're, s- what? Kid's stupid. He should die. Okay. And then, <laughs> it's called Darwinism. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Mm. Anyway, mm. and then he's, like, calling for Chucky, and Eddie points the gun towards Andy outside, but stops himself, and then he heads towards the kitchen. He opens up the door. He flings the door open and shoots the gun at the stove that's open with the gas pouring out, mm-hmm. and then the whole house explodes. 
Eddie's a fucking moron. The fact that Eddie lived this long is actually a miracle. Shocking. After this is when we cut to the police station. Yes, he was taken okay. into the station. Where, oh, where the cops are questioning a minor. Without any legal Without guardian present. We cut to this scene. We see Karen walking in because she got a phone call at work about her son. I don't know if she got a phone call from the fucking school where her son just ditched and nobody noticed or tried to stop him. But no, it was the police station that called her because we found your son at this crime scene. Prince Humperdinck is a little suspicious. Of, oh, <laughs> at this point, I don't blame him. Yeah, and now at this point, I think, okay, that's weird. This, this right yeah. here, not normal. He's suspicious and she's, no, don't be suspicious of my son. And you have the child psychologist talking to Andy, trying to see what's going on. And, oh no, it's Chucky, blah, blah, blah. This part. Okay, so Andy says that Chucky is threatening him if he ever says anything. And Chucky says nothing, like trying to make Chucky say something. And That's then the right. doctor says, Andy should spend some time with them for observation. And then we cut to Karen arriving back at her house by herself with Chucky. That's you right. You terrible mom so i don't i mean okay i get that i get that this is like extreme circumstances and maybe she's really worried about her son he's talking to a doll Mm -hmm. he thinks the doll's alive Mm -hmm. all of these things are really like it's a lot yeah so i get it sure but maybe you accompany him see where he's going to be staying do we Mm -hmm. know he's going to be safe do we know like he's going to be locked into a room by himself in solitary confinement as a six-year-old like Something because this is clearly a trend. We've been joking about this, of course, but because there's this trend in horror movies of single kind of dumb moms, typically they're single, they're stressed out, they're doing their best, but their best isn't quite good enough. And I know I'm totally overthinking this, but as someone who was raised by a single parent, it's like, you know, know. single moms are actually a lot smarter than this. And I know this is a horror movie. I know it's silly and it's not like I'm going to be dying on a hill about this or anything like that. But they're, they're typically a lot smarter than that. They're like queens of the mama bears and they would be like, get away from my child. Get away from her, you bitch. Oh, like, yeah. you know, like, Ripley, like, Ripley is the better. Ripley is the perfect representation of the single mama. Don't you. <laughs> she is. Although she should never have. Yeah, but Ripley should never have kids. Right, like she can be a very nurturing parental figure when necessary, a la Newt. Yeah. But But anyway, so that's just, (laughs) because I always want to make that defensive, you know, her husband's gone, she's doing the best she can, which I'm sure she is. But can we have a horror movie where the single mom isn't a dum-dum, please? Yeah. Please? Or if there is one, if you guys want to tell us. Yes, please tell us. Please tell us. I mean, I think there has to be a level of some naivete and dumbassery of when course. you're in a horror movie. So bad things happen to you and of you're like... Of course. Or else there wouldn't be a story. And a lot of times, unfortunately, the moms are in this position of having the naivete or else, as I said, the story would end about 15 minutes and like, no, Andy, I can't get you that oh, doll. Oh, the doll? Okay, let's burn the doll. Great. Yeah, the then over. the end. <laughs> like, what? Or it's like when that Campbell is like... There's always some big-breasted blonde chick running up the stairs instead of out the front door. Right. You know, it's like, that's like subverting what the expectations were. But these were, the set expectations were, yeah, this woman's not going to know what the fuck is going on. And we're going to be harping on that because why isn't she helping her son more? That's where I get hit. So Karen comes home with Chucky. (laughs) And Karen's like, obviously, like, at her wit's end with this whole situation. She's like yelling at Chucky to say something. Yeah. Say something. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, and then he said... He goes, I like to be hugged. (laughs) 
<laughs> Which I love because you yeah. could just tell Charles Lee Ray is like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get that cool dun 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 moment following this. And these are always the great moments in these movies when you're questioning if the supernatural is real or not. She realizes I'm being dumb right now. What am I doing? So she goes to the box and the batteries aren't inside, Chucky. Oh, no. And that's, of course, when Chucky's like, all right, the jig is up. I'm going to be a dick now. I'm not even going to try to hide from you anymore. She twirls around back to Chucky and she picks him up. Chucky's head spins around and he says, hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? And then, like, she, like, freaks out and drops him. And then he, like, rolls under the couch. Karen looks into the couch and Chucky's lying there and she pokes him and then drags him out and shakes him and nothing happens. And she demands for him to talk to her or she'll throw him in the fireplace. It's very like dramatic. This movie is big on the drama, which I loved. It just adds to the tension. Absolutely. And then he's like, she wigs the fuck out. He lose Charles Lee Ray fucking loses his shit. And it's like, like he starts screaming at her. Oh yeah. He's calling her all the names. I feel like, I feel like because he's had to be such a sweet little doll, he's probably burning up inside because I I have these terrible things I need to say because I'm Charles Lee Ray. And that's what I do. It it just all came out in that moment. All the words, all the expletives, they just came flowing out because he finally got to be his best self. Finally, after having to hide in this doll. (laughs) And then she screams, and I laughed. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know why. No, because it's funny. He, curses, he screamed. I giggled. I was like, what? this is great. That's what makes this fun is because the writers and the directors knew, yeah, this is fucking ridiculous. So we're just going to have fun with it. And that's why I think these are so popular because you watch them and you're a little scared, but you're mostly laughing. And also I just think of the actors on the set when the doll is on them and they're having to writhe around going, ah, ah, I hope they paid you a lot for that because I would not have been able to do that with a straight face. I sincerely praise every actor on this movie for doing it so well and so seriously and so dramatically because I'd be like, but it's a fucking doll. Like, I've taken a lot of classes, but it's a fucking doll. Yeah, what are we doing? The guy is a doll. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to need to talk about the fact that it's a doll. So he bites her and they wrestle. I'm wondering they legit what, wrestle. Yeah, I have to wonder if part of the spell that put him in this body, does it also give him superhuman strength or something? Because... I'd be like, just, just throw him in the fire. Like right now, just, just kick him a few times or or stomp on his head. What I would do is just throw him on the floor really quick. Put one hand on the torso, another on the head and be like, okay, what, what, what you going to (laughs) do? What now? What, what now, dude? I could literally do this all day, all day. You, I know you're wriggling right now, but I'm standing on you. This is it. You're a fucking doll. You're a doll. Anyway, (laughs) causes him. And he runs out the door, and she follows the okay. She follows the elevator down, and there's this one part that she like runs down the flight of stairs and crashes into a wall, mm-hmm. and then continues to run. And I I laughed at that too. I'm sorry. It was great. Uh, yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. It was really funny. Yeah. But and then she doesn't make it down in time, like to catch him. So Chucky's out in the world now, and Karen's like out in the cold, and she's like, "No!" Mm-hmm. Just like that. Pretty much. Yeah. And then, okay, so then Karen goes to Prince Prince Humperdinck to tell him that Chucky's alive and that he killed Eddie. And Prince Prince Humperdinck is, like, not believing anything she has to say. Rightfully and then so. She him. I, would, I don't blame him. Both these family members are losing their minds. Karen shows him the bite mark from the doll. Prince Humperdinck still doesn't believe her. And Karen goes to find, okay, 
tent. She's like, I'm going to find the peddler. And I just laughed again because that the peddler, I just I can't. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Um, so she goes to find the peddler, as they're called in 1988. Anyway, to find out more. And Mike is, wor- you know, Prince Humperdinck is all worried about her because he's like, she's going to like a scary neighborhood. So question. a question came up to my mind. I was like, how do you know she's going to a scary neighborhood? Because she doesn't say where she's going. So that was interesting. Yeah. And then he was like, really don't go there at night because it's scary. It's a bad neighborhood. And she like still didn't tell you where she works so how would you know where she works is a bad neighborhood at night what are you talking about anyway <laughs> this city man i have questions about this city they're in i think i think it's just like in general all of this is a bad neighborhood yeah. the whole city yeah. the whole city is a bad neighborhood don't yeah. be by yourself at night anywhere apparently because yeah. the cops are not going to help you no clearly own. there are stranglers and peddlers selling magical dolls good lord and children just wandering by themselves and nobody seems to give a shit nope <laughs> sorry that, sorry that's the one i Ever. i hang on to so karen's like gonna try and go find the peddler so she's like on the hunt for the peddler she's having no luck then she finds him She's, like, going to give him some money to find out where he got the doll. And he, like, he's like, that's not enough money. And then there's an attempted rape. Uh, I mean, it's bad. And it's, like, a crowd of them. A bunch of, like, homeless people going to rape this woman. Yeah. We're putting her in even more and more danger, aside from being the target of a homicidal ginger doll. And then Prince Humperdinck shows up to save the day. Yay. Yeah. So, like, the peddler tells Prince Humperdinck, and Karen, that he got the doll in the burned-down toy store. So he tells Karen is the store where Charles Lee Ray was killed. Mm. I really wish she had a moment of being like, Charles Lee Ray, that was the name my son said was in the doll. True. But she didn't. I thought that would be the connective mm-hmm. tissue for her, but she didn't get there. Prince Humperdinck tells her that he killed Charles, and he drives Karen home. She says that Charles Lee Ray... Oh, so now she's like... Charles Lee Ray is in the doll. Yeah. But she didn't really get there because he said it like a whole different, anyway, fine. She gets the address from Mike and she says that Chucky will come after him and Prince Humperdinck can't let loose ends go. So he gets a file on Charles and then he hops in the car, I guess, to like find his home or find his house. And then I love this sequence of Chucky attacking him in the car because it's so silly and amazing. Yes. The whole thing was silly, and I loved it. Yeah, because he's just stabbing through the back and stabbing through the seat, and Chris Sarandon's just, like, kind of standing up a little bit and moving to the side. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, don't stab my penis, no! Like, literally, it is scary. I was like, oh, no, don't mess with that. Yeah, because Chucky knows. Gonna go for the goods. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so then there's, like, they crash eventually Mm -hmm. after he's, like, trying to kill the fuck out of uh, Prince Humperdinck. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then... Mike crashes, and then Chucky starts stab. Oh, um, okay. So Mike is okay, and then Chucky attacks again, and then Mike tries to shoot him. Chucky grabs his knife again, and Mike shoots him again, and he goes flying back. But Chucky like gets up and runs off. Yeah. So and then so we're at okay. So Karen is at Charles' apartment, and there's all these strange voodoo quote unquote paintings on the walls. Yes. Oh. Oh, and then one of them, one of, I wrote this down because I thought it was just on the nose. It mm-hmm. says, oh, thank you, mighty Dumbala, for life after death. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually am a little jealous of all the set designers who got to make this room because it is the creepiest fucking room ever. You have mannequin furniture 
and then like the murals of himself superimposed in a lot of this imagery. Because I mean, obviously, having a mural of yourself is totally normal thing to have in your house. Obviously. Oh yeah. You have one, right? I, yeah. I know I do. Uh, yes, yeah. I do. Mine is full nude. Yeah, yeah, thank um, you. I'm sorry. I totally missed that super dupes important detail. Nude. Yeah. Oh, mine's fully nude. Oh, it's full nude. Good. Okay. Um, head to toe. Right. Yes. Yes. Glamorous. So, oh, yeah. of course. So yeah, she yeah. walks in and just goes, no, 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 as a <laughs> person should in this creep tastic um, apartment. Yeah. I mean, I don't know a lot about voodoo at all. Mm-hmm. I do know that Dambala is one of the gods, uh, I believe. Yeah, Dambala is one of the Haitian gods. And so later we meet the character who taught Charles this form of belief that, of course, Charles used for evil. Quote, unquote, that's why he's existing right now. So it is, it's super tropey, unfortunately. This part did not age well at all, especially once we meet the character who I think is referred to as the Death Doctor in the IMDb page of and I think his name is John. John. Oh, thank you. Okay, so John. We meet John. <laughs> and it's just, it's so tropey and it's a little cringy to watch because literally the only, the only person of color in this movie and oh, they know voodoo. And it goes into that magical person of color trope, which is used a lot yeah. in horror and in other genres. And it's like so problematic. And you just know, like, None of this is right, and it was, like, lightly researched, and it was like, oh, it's the god of, like, you know, creator of all life. Oh, that's close. That's good. Let's we'll use that. Great. Yeah. So, yeah, you have this character. When you have a person of color imbued with magic, and then the magic is used only in the service for our white main characters, not good. Not good. No. So that's the part... I mean, there's a lot of stuff we are tearing down right now and having a delightful time doing so, but that is something <laughs> where, oh, that has not aged well. No, no. And I'd like to point out that they are remaking Chucky. And in the remake, they're cutting out the supernatural elements. And they're actually, I think, making it an AI element. Um, Okay. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Like, I don't know that's better. I mean, a doll being possessed. Oh, no, totally. Me too. I have no qualms with it being possessed. I have a feeling, though, the screenwriters did that in an attempt to, because they clearly recognized, oh, this does not age well. We're going yeah. to go down a different route. So I appreciate that. But yeah, so something that problematic and especially when it's voodoo, that actually is a legitimate religion that a lot of people s- still practice. And it's always yeah. used in movies. I mean, as- there's a lot of racist <laughs> overtones to this yeah. whole thing. So yeah. it's like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like it. Make yeah. it go away. Make I know. That's why, that's why we have the term problematic. Problematic. Yeah. So, so this, this is all problematic right here. Problematic. All of so... Behind her, okay, so we're back in the apartment with Karen, and Karen, behind her, like, Prince Humperdinck comes in and scares the crap out of her, because in every horror movie, you approach someone in deep shadows and then call their name suddenly. Yeah, it's Um, a good idea. He tells her about a man who Chucky spent a bunch of time with, like, when he was, like, not an adult. Mm -hmm. Uh, His name is John. And Chucky comes to... Okay, so then we cut to Chucky having come to John, Mm -hmm. and he says the gree-gree worked. And then only prop is that he thought nothing could hurt him, but when he was shot, it hurt and he bled. Mm-hmm. And John says he's turning human inside the doll. Okay. And then John says he can't help that Chucky is an abomination and he must be stopped. So John is like a really good person. John is a good person. And John literally calls him out and says, you've perversed, you've twisted my beliefs. So that I appreciate it. Like, okay, good, good. 
No, it's really, really good. Um, and you know, it's like, I guess we're trying to say that like this problem, problem magic Mm -hmm. isn't bad. It's just, he's bad for using it. Anyway. So he, okay. So then somehow Chucky has a doll, a voodoo doll of John that Mm -hmm. I guess John made of himself. Right. Maybe don't do that. That was a bad choice. That was a choice, John, and that you should not have done. Yeah. Um, and so he uses the voodoo doll to torture John to make him help him. And he, like, breaks his leg and, like, oh, yeah, he holds a up. knife to him. It's yeah. crazy. Okay, so then John says he has to transfer the soul out of the doll into the first person he told the truth about being alive to. That's a lot. Bell and a half. That's, yeah. like, what... Oh, you didn't read the back of the contract of the voodoo spell? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> now a warning? <laughs> now a warning? Love <laughs> <laughs> death becomes her. So, so then he's like, okay, so Chucky's like going through his Rolodex of people, and he's like, oh, it's the little boy. That's the six-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. It's Andy, the one who can't emote. Right, got it, click. Okay. So then he says... I have a date with a six-year-old boy. And I was like, who are you? Brian Singer all of a sudden? (laughs) Allegedly. 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 Brian Singer's a rapist. Okay. Anyway, Uh, Chucky then stabs Voodoo Doll, supposedly killing John. And then Chucky leaves. Obviously, John is, like, trying to do the right thing. But also, it's terribly underwritten, and it's really upsetting that no black people have anything to do in this movie except play into a really unfortunate stereotype. No, exactly. What the actor did was great for the very tiny, unfortunately underwritten, very small role that he was given. That he had to. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah. But then Karen and Prince Humperdinck arrive and they find John dying. And John says that Karen must kill Chucky before the transfer by stabbing Chucky in the heart or Mm -hmm. destroying his heart because he's turning human. Okay, so then we cut to the psych ward where Andy is, you know, vacationing or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and he sees outside, he sees Chucky, and he's, like, calling for the doctor to help him. But again, no one believes him. And then Chucky grabs the keys and unlocks the door. He grabs a knife, and he's like, looks under the blanket, but Andy's not there. Like, Andy set up this little, like, pillow to be him mm-hmm. under the blanket. And then Andy runs outside of the door. He's like, I'm like, yeah, kid, run. Good. Yeah, um, smart. Andy running to the door and runs off. And the doc tries to stop him. And Chucky climbs out the window. So then Chucky then finds Andy in an empty room and attacks him. Andy grabs the scalpel to, like, defend himself, but the doc finds him and disarms him. The doc then tries to give Andy a sedative. This doc is, like, fucking the worst. I mean, him and, like, Andy's mom are, like, competing to be terrible. I reiterate Um, the infrastructure of this city and the public servants. What the fuck? I mean, it is so 1980s dysfunctional. Yeah. Like, I (laughs) I picture, honestly, this is what I picture actual Gotham City being like in the real world. Everyone is incompetent. (laughs) This is why Batman (laughs) happened, everyone. It was in a city like this, and that's how Batman happened. Yeah. But this kid's no Batman. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But then Chucky, like, slices the doctor's leg, and the doctor falls over. Oh, and then he puts on, okay, so then he puts on an electric shock headgear on the doctor and he turns it all the way up and he fries the fuck out of the doctor. It's amazing. And then Andy in the least amount of caring ever, which I get at this point, he goes, stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop. And I was like, 
you suck, Andy. You suck. <laughs> and then the five days of the doctor is terrible with the blood and like the black. Oh yeah. He yeah. looked like, like well done steak. He deserved it though a little bit. Prince Humperdinck and Karen arrive at the psych ward. Mike tells Mike that the doc was fried and Andy has escaped. Karen says that Andy will go home. This is really cute. Okay, so this part where they're in the ele- Chucky's in an elevator with this couple. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the old woman gets off the elevator and she goes, that doll is ugly. <laughs> and then Chucky goes, fuck you. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's perfect. I don't know why. I it was so great. This scene right here, I think, captures everything that's so fun about the entire Chucky franchise. The yes. attitude of Chucky, Brad Dourif's voice acting, and just the fact that Chucky just has no fucks to give. He's stuck in this body and just, just fuck you. It's <laughs> perfect. I loved it. Yeah. It was possibly my favorite part of the whole movie. Me too. I was it's like, mine yeah, too. this is the best. Great. Five stars. All the way. Yeah. If we had it rated on just one part. That's five stars. That's five captivated Chucky heads. I don't know. Um, so Andy's home and hiding in his closet, as you do whenever you're hiding from a villain mm-hmm. or a murder this guy in a horror movie, you hide in the closet. Mm-hmm. Um, Chucky gets off the elevator. Andy grabs a small bat as a weapon, and Chucky comes down the chimney. I love that part. Yeah. That part where he lands yeah. in, the, in the chimney and all this dust flies out, and he's yeah. <laughs> I was like, great. Yeah. I was like, this is so stupid. This is so stupid. I love it. Exactly, okay. yeah. Then he's coming down the hall, Andy hits him with a bat, but he keeps coming. Mm-hmm. And Andy runs, Chucky hits Andy. Oh, Chucky hitting Andy in the back of the head with a bat was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm so sorry. It's just like, kafunk, and he just falls forward, yeah. and that's it. <laughs> Good job, Andy. Mm-hmm. You did your best. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Chucky starts to chant. I like that, like, Chucky, like, does not waste time. He is going to cha- like he's he's on the ball. He's on right. He doesn't do like, the classic. I'm going to taunt you too much to give enough time for someone to come and stop me. Yeah. He's on it. He is turning into a person in the stall. He's like, I gotta get inside. Every time. I mean, every time. Every time you say that, though, it's disturbing sounding. I have to get. Oh, inside I know. This Even day. just, I have to be frank. Even just saying that just now. Okay, if I may rephrase that, he needs to transfer his soul. He needs to get in that boy's hole. Okay, great. You need to pay um, the toll troll. He needs to pay the toll troll to get to the boy's hole. Boy's hole. Boy's hole. Yay. It's always sunny. Boy's boy soul. Boy's, boy's hole. Okay, great. Boy's uh, hole. Yay. Thank you. It's always sunny. I love it. Um, okay. So then Karen and Prince Humberdink arrive and they run into the building and the lightning starts to strike and Mike and Karen break the door down. Karen pulls Chucky off Andy. Chucky bites her. Mike throws him. <laughs> it's like a whole. Oh, it's whole, there's a lot of Chucky's prop body being stuck on people and people writhing around going, ah, like can you just take turns, kind of like hot Great. potato. Like, okay, I've writhed around with this doll enough. It's your turn now. Okay. We need a shot of you writhing around the doll. All right. Back to you. Oh, okay. Hot potato. Yeah, exactly. Hot Chucky. Hot Chucky, yeah. Then Chucky slices Mike's leg. Mike gives Karen a gun and goes to look for Chucky. And Chucky runs out when Mike is in Karen's room, hits Mike in the stomach with a bat, and then in the head. And then Karen arrives and shoots him. But her gun jams and she tries to shoot him again. He then chases her into the living room. Okay, this is where I get, I'm like, kick him. Oh, I know. He's a dog. Yeah. Kick him. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. What are you doing? No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I talked about it. The, just the, the, the I stepping. Know. I just every time. 
even, even watching it, I was like, yeah, what the it's fuck like you, you do a simple kick, and when he's down, you jump on top. Yeah, and you're like, hand me the gun. I got a great vantage point right now. He's like, literally right there. Like, just have at it. Boom, he's boom, also boom. just a doll. Like literally, <laughs> tear his arm off, tear his other arm off, tear his head off. Like, what's he gonna do? He's gonna walk to death. Like, he's gonna walk you to death. What's happening? Yeah, <laughs> just I can't. He's a doll. Anyway, he then chases her into the room where, of course, she trips because you have the. Trip. Yeah, and then he tackles her. She then throws him into the fireplace, and she puts like that, like that guard thing up. Yeah, see, that's when I feel like we've really embraced the idea that he's the doll at the most in this moment because she throws him in there and puts up the little screen guard, and him just knocking on the screen like. <laughs> when he started rapping on that thing and like flailing his body against it, mm-hmm. I almost pissed myself. <laughs> I had to pause the movie. <laughs> And collect myself mm-hmm. and take a breath because I was like, okay, I still need to write notes, but this is the most fucking absurd thing I've ever seen in it's my great. life. And I love it. It's so it wonderful. was great. It's so stupid. I loved yep. it. Okay. So then, like, Chucky's freaking out <laughs> behind this cage thing. She's like, uh, she can't reach the match. She can't reach the match or whatever. And mm-hmm. so she's like calling for Andy to help. And Andy is, you know, doing whatever the fuck Andy's doing, staring mm-hmm. at her blankly. So acting, he's acting. Um, uh, <laughs> and then he like, Andy lights the match finally, like gets off his ass, lights the match. And Chucky gets like all sincere and it's like, Andy, no, we're friends to the end. Remember? Mm-hmm. And then Andy's like, this is the end friend. And I wanted to shoot myself. It was just so, it was, it was just too like cute. Ew. I didn't like that. It's a bad delivery. Giselle, stop it. He's a bad actor. Stop. This sucks. He sucks. Fuck you. He sucks. You're trying to be like Vice's little kid. And I'm like, yo, no, stop it. He's like 48 now. Who cares? Like, you were terrible in this movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he throws the match in finally, and Chucky, like, runs around on fire. Laughed again. It's Couldn't great. Especially the expressions they give him. Because he's so, oh, so angry. Whatever, whoever was in charge of the different animatronics for the faces, A plus, five stars. Very good. Yeah. Better than the script. The same. <laughs> it's really good. And then, okay, so Chucky's like running around and he's on fire and then he's like burning to a crisp. Prince Humperdinck wakes up in the other room. Andy runs to get the first aid kit for him. But when he looks again in the living room, Chucky is gone. <sighs> this Chucky guy just won't go away. <sighs> and then Chucky rips Andy. And it looks terrifying. This is, like, when he gets, like, a little scary looking. Yeah. Because yeah. he's, like, going to shit and, like, has a knife. And he's, like, this little, like, gremlin thing. This is when, if this were running at me, I'd say, fuck. Yeah. Now I'm scared. Yeah. Because, like, burning him to death didn't work. So what the fuck? Yeah. And then, so Andy goes. Oh, she's looking terrifying. Anyway, Andy gets to Karen's room. And Chucky tries to get in. He goes to the other door. And Karen shoots him, blowing off his body parts. This part cracked me up again, though, because it just made me think of, like, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And okay. he's just, like, he's losing body parts. And he's like, it's for the scratch! Yeah, because he's, like, <laughs> like he's still coming. Torture. Still coming. Very slowly. <laughs> and this is the part especially. Head's blown off, one of the arms is missing, and he's, like, using his hand to pull himself when I'd say just step on him. This is the... <laughs> This, this is and the, they're still screaming and scared. And I'm like, what's this? Like, what are we doing? What are you talking about? And then, okay, 
So he could, yeah, he just continues to crawl towards her. And then Karen like walks up and fires like two more shots into his body and then continues to pull the trigger, even though like the cartridge is empty. I was like, this is bad. This is the best Karen in the whole movie. Oh yeah. This is mama. Bear. the fuck out of this fucking piece of shit. Mama bear. Karen finally came through. Yes. I was like, ah, redemption. Mm -hmm. Except you were a mess and I fucking kind of hate you. So, Prince Humberdink's police pal shows up and he's like asking what happened and nobody believes him. He finds like the scattered parts are all over the hall and like, 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 pal, I don't know his name. Yeah. Prince Humberdink's pal, cop guy, yeah. puts the head on the TV to show that it's not alive. And then suddenly, yes. suddenly, yes. they were like, an air vent fucking body appears and starts strangling. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah. I was like, how did this, how? Yeah. What? You see it coming because there's got to be that one last scare where you think it's all over. It's over. Yeah. And the fact, yeah, it comes out of the fucking air vent. And yet again, this guy is flailing around with this burnt thing attached to him going, ah. And he finally. It's so stupid. It's, yeah. This it, is not scary. At this point, it was just like, this is not scary just, anymore, you guys. It's absurd. It's like, it was, we need to stop. It was hilarious. Fucking yeah. hilarious. So eventually he throws him off, of course, finally detaches him, and then they finally shoot him in the heart. Yes. And, yes, and then while this, right. and while this little... He tells, he tells Prince Humberdink to shoot him in the heart. He does, and, like, blood sprays out from behind him. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, and before this moment when Humperdinck's pal is, is struggling, I love how his head is saying, do it, kill him. Like, the head is commanding the body. <laughs> nice. I love it. Support this. That was, that was really good. Yeah. So they seem to have killed him, finally. Finally. Um, and Humperdinck says, you believe me now? And Humperdinck's pal says, yeah, but who's going to believe me? <gasps> Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. That's like that was the last line in the movie, so I wrote it down. And then Karen and oh no, Karen says we're gonna go with Mike to the hospital or something. That's like the last line. Yeah. And then Karen and Andy go to the hospital with Mike. With and then like the last scene is like Andy like slowly looking back over his shoulder at the head of Chucky with the door closing, and then it stops. Like so, we get like this last like sliver of Andy emoting quote mm-hmm. unquote mm-hmm. in the doorway, and then the movie is over. Shut. So that was child play. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's funny. It's great. And what's cool about child's play and frankly the entire Chucky franchise thus far is that Don Mancini, one of the writers for the first movie, he has literally been involved and written every single Chucky movie since then, and that is rare. That is rare. Yeah, that is rare. So every direction this franchise has gone in, the one of the co-creators said, "Yeah, not only yeah. am I endorsing it." I am literally writing this. Yeah. I hope he never writes a mom again. That's what I hope. <laughs> That's what I'm Because <laughs> this mom, even I have to say, this mom took the cake. She's not firing on all cylinders. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, towards the end, I start to get, she really starts, I, you know, I think she unravels a bit and mm-hmm. then tries to redeem herself without being, like, textual. Like, we get some, like, good hints of, like, her trying to be a better mom. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's so it's it's such a ridiculous circumstance to be in. Yeah, but she just so bad <laughs> at the beginning. She's terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so how should we rate this? Okay. <laughs> Ooh, good guy dolls. Okay, perfect. Okay. How many good guy dolls do you give this movie? I give this movie a very wholehearted two and a half out of five good guy dolls. Everything we've said, it's fucking absurd and ridiculous. 
and a lot of fun. Like, it's a lot of fun to watch. And I think it frankly deserves to be one of the recognizable villains as far as Chucky. I think it's definitely earned its place because it knows what it is. It embraces it. It has fun with it. With every sequel that continues, it definitely goes down some ridiculous paths. But it's fun. I love it. (laughs) I think I'm like two and a quarter good guy dolls. I mean, like two and a half good guy dolls. It's somewhere in there. Maybe a little like. I mean, Brett was, like, being really earnest and, like, being, like, oh, yeah, all these problems, probably a two. But, like, I had such a fucking good time watching it that I'd probably bump it up, like, another half because I had a good time. Exactly. Um, I mean, and that's what I go into, like, these movies for. I'm not, I mean, casual racism aside. Yes, yeah. um, Don't want that in any of my movies. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) I think that everything else is so over the top, ridiculous, absurd. The mom is the worst. Andy is not a very good actor. Um, but Chucky is so fucking good. Yeah. Like he's so good. Exactly. And it's so funny. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that the movie is fully aware of what it is. And also a lot of it has to do with Brad Dourif as Chucky because he is perfect for this character. Just the attitude, the voice acting involved with it. It, Like this is a character, especially as the movies go on and he becomes the protagonist of these stories instead of the antagonist. You root for him. He's this terrible little shit, but you kind of love him and you root for him. And he's a... Yeah, it's a really weird circumstance where it becomes very much his story and you're following him and he becomes the hero of his, of this fucking backwards movie where he's killing teenagers and like trying to find a host body. And like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It goes bonkers, but I love it. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Oh man. (sighs) I kind of want to watch the second one now. I haven't seen any of these in so long. I've seen all of them. No, I've seen, I mean, I saw all of them except for seated Chucky. I haven't seen that one. I recommend all of them. If you have a day where you just want to go down an absurd train of ridiculousness, I highly recommend just watching this entire franchise, including the direct-to-DVD ones, because you have the first three, which is pretty much the same plot. He's going after Andy in the first three, trying to get that host body, goddammit. But then... Is it Andy? All in all three of these movies? It's, in the the first same, it's the same actor for number one and number two, and then they aged him up a bit. And then got another actor for number three. But then once they get to Bride of Chucky, that's when the franchise says, fuck it. We're just going to have fun. We know. And so for Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, they're both on the route of self-parody, essentially. Right. Still, yet again, embracing the absurdity. And then once it gets to the direct-to-DVD ones, which are well done, which is Curse of Chucky and then Cult of Chucky, it goes back to the route of horror. It's all within the same fictional universe. Andy, actually the actor who played Andy when he was a little kid, he comes back for Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky as a grown-up playing the same character. Andy's back. and he's like, the same, It's the same actor? Yeah. And That's took, a choice. He, Is it good? Yeah. He took, <laughs> he's so bad. He was so bad in this movie. I couldn't well, believe he, it. He got Stop. better. He got better. <laughs> God, I hope. I mean, you can't get worse. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's impossible. And what's you can't get worse? He's so terrible, so terrible. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm freaking out. He's bad. He's a bad actor. Another cool thing about Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky is that Fiona Durif 
who is Brad Dourif's real life daughter, she becomes a main character in those movies. So it's just cool. It's like, I don't know. It's just one of those fun franchises to watch because I love the fact that it has the same writer. It becomes part of the family. You have Fiona Dourif kind of taking the mantle. And the fact that fucking Jennifer Tilly just is like, yeah, I'll be in these movies. Like, I fucking love you so much. So anyway, that's just my recommendation. If you want to have a really fun day of horror that goes in every direction possible. It does. I mean, I haven't seen, I didn't see Chuck B or Child of Chucky or Cult of Chucky. So I'm a, I'm a little behind, I guess. Yeah. But I saw Bride of Chucky and had a good time. Oh, Jennifer yeah. Tilly is amazing, of course. You're always, that's the thing with these movies is you're going to have a good time. As long as you go into it knowing what you're going to get. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Please rate, review, tell your friends, tell your Chuckies, tell your Mm -hmm. good guy dolls to rate us and tell Mm -hmm. their good guy dolls. I don't know where this is going. (laughs) I lost the chain. I lost the train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Rate, review. That acting ruined me. It ruined me. No, I honestly think it broke. Witnessing this on a video chat, everyone, they think it, it actually broke James. He's such a bad actor. He's broken right now. He's just shaking his Between head. Between that and the mom, I just, I can't. To heal James, everyone, please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. <laughs> please. Please. If you do believe, clap and rate. Rock <laughs> back and forth and cry myself to sleep. Anyway, thank you for tuning in again. <laughs> thank you so Until much. Until next week. Until next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.